<laughs> That's all we could play. I don't want to get copyrighted. Like, what's up, guys? Welcome back to, I guess this is a new season of the Sad FCD Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Duell. I'm joined, as most of the time, I guess I can't say as always, by uh, my good friend, Joe Martinez. Joe, how's it going? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Excited to be back. Excited for a new season. And uh, yeah, man, just ready to get this rolling. And we are also joined by, in case you missed the the big Friday news dump a couple weeks back, <laughs> a uh, we 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 made a move in the off season. I'm a uh, I'm a win now kind of guy, and uh, I got tired of paying all these damn loan fees and went ahead and just brought him in on a permanent. <laughs> Walter's here, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be with us for, uh, I guess, the remainder of who knows how long we do this. <laughs> so Walter, how's it going? Good, man. How's it going? Yeah, so we, uh, we, we've we've joined forces. Instead of having him be like one of the only guests we ever have on, I was like, well, I guess it makes more sense at this point to just have him on the damn thing. We've made our the retainer big three. Was, I, made a, I made a pretty good discount. Just because I like you guys on the uh, the retainer and then the you know the the buyout of my my previous contract. It's not exclusive though for those listening. So so for those that listen at MLS headquarters, I know there's at least one, right? Yes. If they need me on their podcast, if MLS needs me on their podcast, then I will join. Me and my boy Donnie Garbs share DMs all the time, and uh, <laughs> he's a big fan. <laughs> um. Yeah, we uh, we will have to probably start a uh, a Patreon or something just to be able to afford <laughs> Walter's uh, wages here. Uh, yeah, my kids have an eight in months. I took but, a pay cut. Uh, you know, you, sometimes you got you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are getting paid. It's like <laughs> that's Joe right now. You, you got you got to unlike Dan Hunt, you got to spend money to make money. Sometimes. Yeah, I, it's so. it's. I'm spending more on the podcast than the team, so I gotta, you know, we gotta make up for it somehow. But it's yep. been a while yep. since we've done the last episode. I guess Walter, you were on on the last. Was I? Or I don't even remember. Joe, did we do an episode after? Yeah, we did. We did an off-season episode, right, where we ran down all the signings and stuff that they had made at that point. So since the last time we recorded, um, really the biggest news was probably that uh, FC Dallas parted ways with. Tiago Santos, and uh, he was sold to Gremio in Brazil, uh, who notably is the team that uh, I believe the team FC Dallas required Prasan from, and I think that's where uh, Andre Zanotto was before he came to Dallas, right? Wasn't he at Gremio? Yep. I believe you're correct. Sir. Yeah. So I guess there's a little connection there between the teams, and and uh, I think it, was, it came as a bit of a surprise to everyone, and based off of what I heard in quotes from uh, people at the club. It seemed like FC Dallas was a little surprised by the offer too, and uh, they let him go. And uh, what what were y'all's immediate reactions whenever? It seemed like it came out of nowhere. It was just a weeknight, and you're like, "Oh, I'm hearing uh, Thiago Santos might be on his way to Gremio." Joe, what was your uh, your initial reaction? Well, my initial reaction was just kind of like, well, there's another really good player we're going to let go. Um, but at the same time, my other reaction to hearing the number 1 million was just like, yeah, you got to let him go at that point. If you're going to make your money back off of a 31-ish year old center defensive mid, then you might as well go ahead and do it. Um, 
he was one of the better players for our team last season, but it looked like his legs. Apparently they doubled just, it. They doubled it. That's well. Yeah. Fees and wages, whatever it is, making your money back on yeah, an, yeah, uh, they, an they older CDM is, is really, really good. But he, he was one of those players at the end of the season that his legs kind of just fell under him. And you could tell that he really wasn't the same player he was for the first, I, I guess, 10 games. So I'm I'm really not that mad at it. Plus, then you think about who can play in that position mm-hmm. next in our just like tunnel of just stacked midfield that we have. So I'm like I'm okay with it. I'm not I'm a little mad because I liked him, but other than that, I'm fine with it. But yeah, Walter, what were your uh, initial thoughts? My initial thought was, oh shit, that means Brian Acosta is going to be played more <laughs> unless they had somebody in the pipeline. Uh, no. Um, kind of, sort of, but no, we we're, we're stacked there. Obviously, CDM is not a problem we've had the past couple of seasons. Um, I mean, and you think about um, not only who we have just on the roster, but who we have at North Texas too. I know Edwin Saria was in the doghouse with with uh, with Lucci for a bit. Who knows? I don't know why. Um, he just kind of fell out of favor, um, but. You know, glad to see that he's kind of he's gotten a spotlight in a couple of FC Dallas social media posts. Um, so I think you know he's one of the front runners. Um, I mean, who else we got other than Brian Acosta? Tessman. Uh, yeah, Tessman, Tanner Tessman, and I mean, Ricarte can kind of pick that up, but he's mm-hmm. he, I mean he's a try to true ten. He's a try. He's a ten. So you know, if if we decide to, um, you know, not put any backup for for Andres on the midfield, then then you know we we could still probably flex the other guys as well. But we're 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 fine. We're fine there. Um, but uh, I mean, it, like just like Joe said, if you're gonna get money back on a thirty plus year old person, I think how much did we get for him? Almost a mil. I think it was like one to one point five were the yeah, uh, yeah, rumor so, numbers, and I think Dallas spent under a million on him. They said they about doubled so, what they paid. And it's a business. So, you know, we say this a lot. The first thing we say about these guys is I like the guy. I like how he played. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of a lot of people on social media would be mad about letting another player that's been good for the team go. But it's a business at, at the end of the day. So and I know it is what it is, man. Yeah, a lot of people hate like they associate FC Dallas. Obviously, though, anytime you hear, oh, it's a it's a good business move or they don't they their instant reactions. Oh, I don't. I don't want to make money. I want to win trophies. It's like, yeah, so does FC Dallas, I'm sure. But there are certain things that come up that I guess you just can't pass up. And y'all know I'm, I, I'm, I was the the president of the Tiago Santos fan club last year. I got some stick because uh, I said at one point that he was he was my MVP for that team last season. And uh, like Joe said, he did have a, a little stretch there where he kind of hit a wall. And I think that was due to last season was pretty much a shit show when it comes to scheduling. And FC Dallas basically playing two games every week, and they didn't really rotate many. Uh, some guys did not get rotated at all. Tiago Santos is one of them, where he's you know like Joe said, 30, 31 years old, playing ninety minutes twice a week, crazy travel during the summer, and uh, yeah. really anyone's probably going to wear down from that. And uh, especially with as much ground and as much as Tiago Santos did for that team, but uh, I I thought. I thought he was huge for them last year. So my I, initially, I was really bummed when I saw that. But um, the more I thought about it, like you guys said, there's so many guys that can play that spot, and it opens up chance for guys like Tanner Tessman to um, get more minutes. And uh, like you said, Surio could maybe 
get out of the doghouse that was that he was in last year, and uh, also a guy to not. And it frees up, it frees up an international spot too. Um, when did. you think about that, so I mean, if they had, it had if they had a DP aspirations of some sort, then that would. Well, I mean, not specifically in that in that regard, but you know, you get another international spot, which is they did use the international nowadays. spot like immediately. Yeah, a right guy we will talk about in a second, but uh, <laughs> also a guy that I think a lot of people are forgetting uh, is Brandon Cervania. Uh, I know he's not with the team right now; he's on loan. He'll be back in May, um, which is crazy to think that's a month away. <laughs> when I say May, that feels like I'm talking about like. <laughs> 2023 but uh he's been getting some minutes in the austrian first division and obviously that's not like a top five league but for a young player to get experience like that is huge and i've I've, i'm a pretty big fan of his game i wouldn't i wouldn't count him out Uh, i wouldn't be surprised if he is 100 passes surreal on the depth chart whenever he comes back yeah but uh, i think he'd probably be top billing for sure yeah, like you guys said, we uh, FC Dallas is stacked in that midfield, and if there really was one spot in the field on the on the pitch that they could afford to lose a guy, it would probably be the midfield. Although Thiago Santos did kind of play a role that none of the other FC Dallas midfielders seemed to fill, where he was a true like number six. He was a guy who's going to play deep. The rest of FC Dallas's guys are kind of guys that can play here and there. You know, like. Costa can move throughout the midfield. I think he's best on the bench. Um, <laughs> Ricard, they can play deeper, but like Walter said, I think he's more of a box-to-box, or I prefer him to be further up the field. Surreal is really the only other true six mm-hmm. on the team. I think Tessman can play there, but I think it's kind of holding him back to play him there. I think he's best as a box-to-box guy, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um Walter did tease this, but yeah, FC Dallas did gain an, an international spot by letting go of Thiago Santos, which they pretty much immediately used. Um, <laughs> I think there was maybe a lot of thoughts that that move was to free up the, the international spot because we had heard that there were rumors of, well, not really rumors. I guess it's not a rumor if it came from the guy who makes the signings himself. When uh, Zenota was on with the <laughs> Dallas Soccer Show guys, he straight up said FC Dallas has a signing ready. And a w- he's a winger, and uh, Santos Sale opened up a spot, and we have Shabbat Shun. I think I got that okay. Pretty proud of that one. That's pretty know. good. That's that's not bad Google actually. It, but yeah, I know the last name is right. Yeah, Shun. Shabbat Shun. He got the Unlaut over the O, so you make like the little pucker. I know German uh, letters pretty well from singing so many songs in a uh, in German in choir because <laughs> I was a choir kid in high school. Not to flex on y'all too hard, ladies. Um, he is Hungarian though. Uh, he's not German, but uh, he's a 20, German though. Twenty-one German. year old. Shabat Shun. Yeah, he's a twenty-one year old uh, Hungarian winger. He has played for some of the uh, Hungarian youth teams. And he's actually having a pretty good year in the Hungarian first division right now. He's got eight goals and four assists in 23 games for a winger. That's pretty solid production. You know, you're looking at a goal or an assist every other game. Uh, Hold on. He's got seven yellow cards this year. Oh, hell yeah. He's got some bastard in him. Those are my kind of stats right there. That's a 
Yeah, that's it's, it. it's, 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 it's he's the Hungarian butcher, man. He, he's the hunger for more. When I was a uh, when I was a youngster, a Matt Duel hat trick was two goals and a yellow card. <laughs> so it looks like he it looks like he's he follows that i had like five yellow cards in an eight game rec season and one red um like all of them for descent too uh <laughs> not a, not a proud moment but good times so yeah he's he's a he's a signing that isn't going to show up until may because he's uh he's joining whenever his club season ends once again, May feels like forever away, but that's next month. So he'll uh, he'll join up around the same time that Brandon Cervania will, and uh, all the other guys in MLS who got loaned out because uh, we weren't even sure if we were going to have a season for a little while. There, it kind of feels like that was forever ago. But remember that whenever we we're like, oh shit, is there is there going to be a season this year? Yeah, fun time. There was almost a lockout, uh, right? I remember that. Yeah, and uh, but they got it done. So that's why the season's starting a little bit later. Um, it feels so weird to where you know usually I'm I'm used to like the first like the FC Dallas season opener being still pretty damn cold, and because uh, it's in usually like what early March, but uh, now we're in like mid April. It's still gonna be a little chilly Saturday night, but it won't be too bad. But uh, Joe, what are your do you have any hot Chabot Shun takes? <laughs> you know I uh, I tried to do my homework on him and I couldn't really find much. And the only thing that I, that I saw that was noticeable was that he was part of the U23 squad for Hungary. Um, but the only reason why he didn't go to the last games for them was because of COVID. So that sucks. But, I mean, when you when you, when you you look at the stats, 8-4 eight, eight and four oh, yeah. out of 23 games at the, at, the, at, the age, at the age of, like, I think, what is he, 21? 22? Oh, he's only twenty. Anybody know? He's only twenty, actually. He's only twenty. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So at only twenty, yeah. he's already doing that. He, he he's got a lot of promise. And if we look at the players that we've gotten from that part of the 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 world, they've all been good players. It hadn't it hasn't exactly worked out, but they've at least all been pretty solid players. And so you talk about Ned Ned Nedyakov, whatever his name was, and Cobra, and both Nedyakov, both of them produced. Just kind of had issues in terms of um, passport issues or girlfriend issues or playing time, but I mean they've all been pretty solid. And this kid has <laughs> is has promise, has the goals, has been tested, and so you know I'm excited for it. Plus I have my I have faith in Zanotta, and so we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, any any anything you you've got, Walter? That's the thing um, is I'm, I'm kind of afraid of whether or not he can hack it on a humid day in Frisco in the <laughs> middle of August. So, good point. Um, you know, you always worry, you always worry about that, um, you know, with, with a lot of, cause that's, that's not really the side of the world. We get our majority of our players from that kind of fit the culture of the team and the surrounding area, you know, all that, uh, and I mean, that's not the definition of, you know, a player, obviously he can do very well. He's young uh, in a sense, he's still moldable. Um, and obviously there's a ton of upside for him, um, you know, at only 20 years old and, you know, he's tearing it up right now. Well, I mean, it's, it's a good business decision. Obviously, I, th- I think we can get a good ROI on him if he, you know, decides to go to bigger and better things. Um, I'm just afraid of, 
can 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 he stick around and, and make that difference um you know uh that's the good thing uh, with when we be hitting with these players that are going to come back or or coming you know in the next month or so is um i'm glad they're getting playing time playing time now because really um you know we might not see him fully until june or mid-july you know, as he integrates into the team and integrates into the system. But, um, you know, it's it's still exciting to see somebody, you know, young like that come to MLS and, you know, also the team as well. Yeah, that's one thing that's exciting. Or uh, it's also a good sign or a good, uh, good thing for FC Dallas is that he doesn't really have to come in and immediately hit the ground running because uh, FC Dallas has signed so many wingers in this uh, in this offseason where you've got a guy like Freddie Vargas or in uh, Hader Obreon to where, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of pressure on Shun to come in and immediately make an impact. Obviously, FC Dallas wants him to make an impact. It sucks that we don't really know exactly how much they spent on him to really kind of uh, adjust our uh, expectations accordingly because MLS is so secretive about all amounts for all deals for some reason, and it's incredibly annoying. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about him. You know, he's a... He's a he seems from like the highlights I've seen, and obviously you always have to take highlights with a grain of sand because they are what they are. They're highlights, you know. They're not showing all the uh, everything that he does, but uh, he seems like a really direct kind of player, left footed, I believe, and uh, likes to get shots on goal and run at defenders and put dangerous balls into the box. And um, I'm excited to see what what player like what he could do whenever he gets here and gets. Gets acclimated and with him and Vargas, Obreon, a lot of weapons out there for FC Dallas to uh, to tinker with. And I tweeted this, I think, last week. I said, FC Dallas in a spot where they don't need all of these guys to be hits. They don't need all of them to come in and produce. They just need one or two of them to be pretty good, and they'll be more than fine. You know, all we've been asking for wingers who can score some goals and get out some assists and make impacts in that way for years. And Guys, Freddie Vargas looks pretty damn badass uh, based off of his preseason showing. So uh, hopefully uh, him and Obreon looks like he's got something to him too. And then with Shun, uh, hopefully at least one or two of them can uh, be be real difference makers for FC Dallas. Uh, speaking of the other wingers FC Dallas signed, I guess, I guess we're officially at the end of the offseason as we are approaching uh, – day one the last 24 hours yeah i guess the we're last 24 hours from the time we're recording we're about 24 hours away from mls season starting it's kind of funny they gave houston and san jose the opening game of the year you think they would have maybe gone <laughs> for a little bit more sexy of a matchup fucking toilet bowl i guess it is a it's the um it's the og uh austin versus columbus it's a uh, san jose versus uh houston banter um but uh, so now that the off season is basically over and FC Dallas is likely done making any moves until the uh, summer window, I guess the, the MLS window is still open to where they could bring in some guys if they wanted to. But it seems like Lucci has been saying that they're pretty they're pretty happy with what they've got now. They've pretty much addressed all the guys they let go, all the spots that they opened up are pretty much have been directly replaced so uh if, if you had to really go and put a grade on the fc dallas offseason what would you give it joe a letter grade you don't have to do a out of 100 we can do it <clears throat> sure i can I, I mean i can go for like like an 85.7 or something if you want me to do that but uh <laughs> no what would that be, a I, B? Thinking, That's a B, yeah. yeah i've been thinking about this um i would say a b plus 
I would I was gonna give it an A or maybe an A even an A plus, but I was really, 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 really hoping that this was the offseason in which we were like, okay, COVID is rampant, a lot of teams are bleeding. How about we take advantage of that and get a really big signing? But we never really did. And we don't know how much we spent on Shun, so we can't really call that our biggest signing yet or anything. But if you look at all of the signings, all of the departures, I would say we did a B plus. The Reynolds deal got done. Barrios, Pico, we love them. We appreciate what they did, but they needed to be washed out a little bit. We brought in new blood. Vargas looks pretty solid. O'Brien looks pretty good. Um, I would say Shun could be something big, but I mean, this offseason, I would be I would put it as a B plus. That's that's what I'm grading it. Walter, I'm gonna jump in there just because I'm bas- I was basically gonna say the exact same thing Joe said. Uh, I was also gonna go B plus. The only reason I wouldn't give it an A or A minus or anything like that is just because of the uh, Santos departure and the questions around that. But uh, Walter, you can go ahead and give yours now. Um, I'm I'm more harsh on the grading, which I'm no, is not a surprise <laughs> not to you. I, I mean, this is sad FCD. Po- fans so right i'm getting um, off brand here's the thing here's yeah here's the thing um joe joe touched on the fact that there's a ton of teams bleeding we have money in the coffer still from the reggie sale from brian reynolds from tiago santos leaving upon other people that have left and all you know basically transactions that go with uh, being an MLS with all the wham bams and thank you ma'ams. Um, when you have somebody like Bobby Wood that's been floating out there in a position that we've been needing for a while, I'm not saying he's going to be the magic bullet, but that's people that you still have to address the stuff off the field, and that is putting rear to seats when the time comes to go to full capacity. So um, I, they, it's a very huge missed opportunity to get somebody big. I'm not saying splash nine million on somebody. Um, but there's, we know there's money in the coffers. We know there's money in there. So, you know, go out and see who you can find. But that's, that was the first name that came to mind to me when Joe said that, you know, there was an opportunity to get a big name. Um, you know, Bobby Wood is huge in the U S fan base. Um, he's done pretty well, you know, for the U S national team in recent years. So that could have been somebody, but that's just an example. But, um, I mean, we got, we got a midfielder. We got a uh, you know a winger. Um, you know we got two forwards out of uh, Obrian and, and out of uh, out of Shun. So that was the biggest thing um, that I think that we needed to address. It's we're always one forward away from MLS contention, um, and I think those that can kind of up your game a little bit, especially if Shun pays out, especially if uh, Obrian pays out, if Vargas pays out. Um, so B minus. Um, I think it was still pretty good acquisitions. We held on to the people that we needed to hold on to. Um, with death comes competition within the roster mm-hmm. that elevates everybody else, and that's what you want to see as a coach. So, Walter, I'll give you I'll give you twenty bucks if Bobby Wood scores more goals than Frank O'Hara this year. That's how uh, how confident Whoa. I am in the uh, mediocrity of Bobby Wood. RSL's RSL's not not bad. Not bad on paper. They are not bad. So I will take you up twenty bucks right now. Twenty bucks, Franco Hart. I would almost say handsomely scores more goals than him, but who knows? You think so? I don't know. I guess right. injuries and stuff could play All a part, right. but I'm saying right yeah. now, right. Franco Hara will score more goals than Bobby Wood this year. Okay. That's my we'll, we'll run it back. We'll run it back. That's we'll not. That's back. not let's a go. homer thing. I'm not a big Franco Hara guy. I'm a. That's a. I'm. I really I, don't I, like Bobby I Wood am. highly. 
and I am, uh, you know, when I was more of a avid Liga MX watcher, like Franco Hara was the leading goal scorer in Liga MX before he left. So yeah. uh, I'll take that bet. $20. Let's go. I do think uh, Hara with the preseason under him and, uh, you know, a lot of people, I feel like he's always going to have to live up to the price tag of just, you know, he's making a million dollars a year. Anytime you hear the term a million dollars a year for anyone in MLS, especially FC Dallas, you're going to be held to a much higher standard than guys on the, like other guys in your team who are making say 400 K you, for a guy you're spending a million dollars a year on, you expect him to be like an MVP caliber player. He's not that, you know, he's, he's not going to be a guy who, He's not even a guy who really is going to create for himself much. You know, he's a guy who's just going to be hanging around the box, trying to poach some goals here and there. And uh, I, I honestly was, I was, I was impressed with his preseason in the sense of he looked, he looked uh, like he was fit, and he looked a little quicker than I saw plenty of last year. He was busting his ass, pressing dudes all over the field from the all the preseason I watched, and I loved seeing that, seeing him buying into what Lucci wants in terms of a. Uh, FC Dallas is pressing. I was really impressed by him in the Houston game. Uh, I was impressed by him in the uh, in the other preseason games too. Even though he didn't get on any goals and he had a couple bad misses in that. Uh, I guess it was just one bad miss in the San Antonio game. But uh, he scored a really nice goal in that Houston game. Him and Freddie Vargas just playing some two man ball right there, and Franco smacked one in with his left foot from outside the box, but. I think I think he could maybe surprise some people this year, and uh, I guess I'll make a prediction. I say I think he scores fifteen. No, nah, not that many. I'll go like twelve. <laughs> I'll go like twelve. Okay. Because I think he'll I think he'll get and, rotated and a through. lot. I think he'll get rotated a no, lot. No, no, and that's and that's a huge huge thing is is you have a lot of people who are out on international duty. Um, you get a lot of you, it's a it's a more compact schedule. Um, you know, between here and, and playoffs, obviously with us starting all the way pretty much halfway into April, um, for sure. Um, and I, like we have other forwards. Pepe's going to be brought yeah. into the rotation. Hader's going to be brought into the rotation. So Jesus, no, even okay. whenever he's healthy. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Once he gets that shoulder fixed, he's got a little. Yeah, he's he's. I don't think he's going to be given. Uh, that long of like that long of a leash really this year. I think he's going to have to score goals. Um, I don't think FC Dallas is going to keep playing him just to play him. I think they're more than more than a uh, confident guys like Pepe and Jesus to play that spot. But uh, I, th- I think he's going to have a good year, and uh, I think he might surprise some people. But uh, speaking of predictions, um, the extra time MLS extra time radio. If you ever listen to that with. So that's the one with Andrew Weeb and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh, their Twitter account put out this thing. It says, predict your club season. So I thought it'd be fun if we uh, we kind of ran through it. I saw a lot of people on Twitter doing it for their MLS team. So uh, the regular season finish. So where do you think FC Dallas finishes in the Western Conference at the end of the regular season, Joe? What seed? Um, I think we're going to be better than most people expect just because they don't really they're not going to be paying attention to guys like freddie vargas or i mean i feel like a lot of people are paying attention to Hader o'brien but freddie vargas and knowing that testman is going to be a lot better than he was last year and that martinez is actually one of the more underrated acquisitions of the mls offseason 
I feel like we were probably going to end up around that three or four seed. He's a he's a he's a CDM, right? So, did we miss? No, Martinez. Uh, Martinez. Martinez. Was Martinez? He's he was Reto's replacement. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but I I actually I have full confidence in that that pairing of him and Matt Hedges will gel really well because they both seem to be more cerebral cerebral and he's a little bit taller and more like lengthy in his legs so where he can catch some of those guys that are a little bit quicker because he's not really that fast kind of like Matt Hedges but I'm really excited to see that tandem really solidify and that defense be as good as it was last year but with an upgrade in offense and like more creativity from our wingers and center attacking mids and stuff like that so my whole thing is now I think we can get that three or four seed. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's bold. Three or four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Walter, I'm assuming you're going to go lower. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so had it been a regular MLS season, I probably would have put him at fifth, but I'm going to put him at fourth just because wow. um, comparatively speaking, obviously your, your top three contenders are always going to be you know, SKC, Seattle, Portland. All right. And maybe a wild card of LAFC, LA Galaxy. Did you call LAFC uh, a wild card? Yeah, because I mean you you don't know what them uh, this is not an this is not an LAFC podcast. If this was an LAFC podcast, I'd, I'd be gushing over them. You know this. LAFC scarf uh, behind your head definitely. <laughs> well you can't see that. It's just one. Let's see, hold on. There's hold on. Let's see. Let's see. There's there's one, two. Okay, there's just one. Okay, so one, two, three, four. A bunch of FCD scarves. Anyway, but you also have to take into consideration that the East is a pretty strong conference, and we're not playing them as much this year. Yeah, two I think games. we only have two games against two games. conference teams all season. It's crazy. Two games, and you're you're talking about you know playing up against uh, a bolstered Atlanta, Orlando under Poppy has been fantastic. Uh, your Toronto's, your occasional Red Bulls, NYCFC. So Columbus. that's that's going to help them, I think, higher up in the standings is Columbus. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when you when you look at the East and how the East is stacked, and the fact that we don't have to play them as much, I'll I'll put FCD higher this year at fourth. Wow, I'm, I I feel like I'm going to be the uh, negative Nancy now. Um, six, six, just squeaking in. Now. Say it. Say seven it. make the playoffs, or is it how many make the playoffs this year? Yeah, seven, seven, right? seven. No, I'm gonna seven. go five. They were they were seven last year, right? Or six, yes. seven. They're seven this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think they improved, but uh, I don't know. It's really hard to tell with with how much international stuff is going on this summer. That's gonna play a big part, um, and especially for the U.S. with the amount of competitions they're playing. You know, the Gold Cup team is probably gonna be all MLS guys. So it'll be curious. There goes Jesus. There goes Jesus. Yeah, there goes I, Tessman. I don't know how young they'll go. But if they do try yeah. to play a younger team, well, yeah, we could see maybe like Jesus go. Um, Costa will be gone, so that'll help us win a couple more games. Um, I love just throwing little tiny. <laughs> hey, stats, stats, stats don't lie though. I like the stats yeah. that you threw about how much the team performs when he's not on the field. So, so bad. Number, numbers don't lie. Um, I'm trying to think of who else on our team international duty wise, but but that that's you that's think also maybe the, oh, um, let's see oh, I don't no no, no I was gonna say because uh, let's see um, maybe actually that is, might be a, is, that might be a plus South America when's the South American when's Copa America uh, Copa America is the yeah. summer yeah 
Yeah, like every continental one is basically this summer. And I mean, I don't know if our new acquisitions are near or you know it, people that are going to be called up. I don't know if Obrian is going to be called up. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think we have to worry about like Ricard is not going to. Yeah, yeah Ricard is not going to get called so up. Maybe that so. actually could yeah. be a plus for FC Dallas. Whenever I think we've got really good depth, and I think real like obviously Hara is not going to be called up to Argentina. Ricarte and Obrian aren't going to Colombia. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see who else. I don't think we have to. Work. Obviously, uh, Martinez isn't going to Spain. Uh, Ryan, I doubt the U.S. will call up, even though he's been robbed of national team call ups over the years. He's getting a little too old now to where it wouldn't really make much sense to start calling him up now. Um, Jimmy, obviously, same thing. Like, I, yeah, I think maybe actually FC Dallas could benefit from other teams losing guys due to international duty. So, yeah, I'm going to go fifth. Fifth is my prediction. Um, I think they're going to improve from last year, so they'll be a little more comfortably in the playoffs. I think uh, it's it's going to be a really interesting season still with COVID playing a part for some of it. Although I hopefully we're kind of getting towards the end of that. We did see FC the House posting guys getting vaccinated and stuff like that, so hopefully that means less uh, less guys missing time due to COVID and all that. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go fifth, and now I feel like the next. I, I was expecting y'all to say like sixth or fifth, but Joe's going third or fourth. Man, that's bold. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah, I, who do you who do you guys have? Uh, let's say pick your pick your first place in the East and first place in the West. Just I'm curious. Um, I got Portland first. Mm-hmm. Um. And that may be biased because I've seen how they're doing in CCL, but that's their, their, um, I think they've kept a lot of the same people that, that, you know, helped them in their MLS's back run and then, you know, in the playoffs as well. Um, and then you got, um, um, Damn it! Why can I remember his name? Diego Valeri staying, and then uh, Sebastian Blanco's supposed exactly. to be coming back soon too. Um, so I got Portland in the West. I would maybe say Orlando in the East. Orlando, nice. Ooh, Some poppy love. Probably not gonna get Daryl DK back anytime soon. <laughs> no, they're not gonna get DK back. They're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna sell twenty him for, million for him. Twenty though. million. You said, no, but they got Pato. Yeah, Alexander Pato. Alexander Pato. Yep. Joe, who you got first in East and West? Uh, I'm feeling LAFC in the West. Can't really count out Vela and Rossi <laughs> and basically Bob, uh, Bob Bradley's system. So I'm going to pick them. And then in the East, I'm going to go ahead with that one's a little tough, but I was thinking Columbus again. Just because if Zela Ryan is healthy, they're, they're just going to run over mostly anybody that comes against them. And maybe... and. And in my yeah. my dark horse is yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta comes out and they just play like Tata Martino mm-hmm. again. But I'm a pick Columbus yeah. if I was a betting man. I yeah, Columbus are my Columbus are my front runners to win MLS Cup again this year. I think I think they got even better over the off season and they were mm-hmm. already really good. And uh like even tonight, like in their Champions League, they're not playing very well. They're tied zero zero still in the second half. But they're playing like a pretty rotated Ross uh, lineup, and even that rotated lineup is pretty, you know, pretty damn good. To where you, you got a guy like Bradley Wright Phillips, and uh, 
you know, Perry Kitchen, I think, is a guy that isn't going to normally be a starter for them. But those guys as depth pieces, I, I think they're, they're even better than they were last year, and they were pretty damn good last year. Um, and then... The West. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Galaxy as my dark horse. Yeah, I like the dark horse pick. There's no way um, they can be worse than last yeah, year. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> um, you want to you want to talk about? I'm looking at the the Eastern Western Conference, and and you know you kind of look at the teams and you think about all the. You know, all basically how elevated MLS has gotten within the past two or three years. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about parity in the league? There's a lot of parity in this league. Even you don't even know. like Cincinnati, like could be a pretty good team this year. They made some good moves, and you know they've been like a laughing stock for a couple of years, but they could actually be decent this year. Uh, for yeah. the West, by the way, I'm, I'm I'm also going LAFC. I think I think. Oh no, I went Galaxy. I went Galaxy. Yeah. I was saying with with Joe. Joe. Oh yeah, had the exact yeah. same picks as Joe. LAFC and Columbus, but uh. Yeah, the Galaxy. I actually thought about saying that maybe as like a dark horse, but I don't know. Like, they're that's that's a, that's a really big one eighty though. Their their defense is so shit. Yeah, every year I, they, though, yeah. they spend they all their to, money on attacking. You know, they they have to focus on getting to the playoffs first before we think about them becoming, you know, first in the West yeah. type type thing. Like I I don't think there's any chance Chicharito is as bad as he was last year. Like he's too good to, no, there's to no get. Way to be a guy who scores like two goals. I think he'll get double digits this year. I don't necessarily think he's going to be like MVP candidate, but uh, they don't have Pavone either, which is a huge loss. That dude's a baller. Um, That dude's going to jail, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Uh, (laughs) They did sign a couple guys from the French second division, but I'm, I'm assuming they'll probably be pretty decent, but I don't know how good they will be. If they're probably hoping to turn into Alessandrini 2.0, um, who, by the way, FC Dallas should have gone out and made a chance on. The Chinese mm-hmm. league is in shambles and uh, yeah. probably looking to get rid of any big contracts they could. Yeah. Yep. He is like 31 now, but I would still, I would kick the tires, take a chance on it. And you pay 754 Why not? I guess, but then you have to do the whole allocation thing since he's an MLS guy coming back. FC Dallas would have to trade a bunch of stuff to get up to the top of the allocation and shit like that. Um, all right, so the next thing on the list was the MVP of the team. So who's who is your prediction for FC Dallas MVP in the 2021 year? Walter, you can go first this time since I've been letting Joe go first all the time. <laughs> Paxton Pomacall. Whoa. Okay. I don't know if you're doing a bit or not. I'm not doing a bit. Whoa. No, I'm not doing a bit. That, that was my actual factual prediction. I hope so. I hope you're right so um, much. That's the that's the kind that's of player. Right Look, because you have you have to think about aspirations in FC Dallas, and then everything that basically that injury has cost them has cost them, you know, being on either U.S. roster, whether it be you know for the uh, Olympic qualifiers or for Gold Cup this year. He might have made a you know there's a midfielder that was needed for death. He might have been fourth down the ro- the roster, but that's still valuable experience. Um, you could kind of tell there's, and I mean, there, it's like this with every player is there's that hunger to come back and come out and come back stronger and, and play. And so um, I think he's shown that as a number 10, he is able to fulfill and exceed in that role. I mean, you think about how different FC Dallas looked when, when he was 
on the field and then he got injured and then look at us off, the, you know, when he's done on the field. So um, that's your difference maker. Um, the kid is obviously gifted. We know this, um, you know, he's, he's a good puppet master. We know this as well. Um, I think um, he comes back stronger. Um, I think he, he makes that difference. And I think he, he, you know, catapults us into the playoffs. So if Paxton's put him Paxton's on healthy, he's maybe not even here anymore. You know? Like yeah, he's, yeah he's then, maybe there's always that too. If he, if yeah, he, he may, and yeah, he may he may very well be gone by September. Who knows? Or August? Who knows? Joe, what's your uh, MVP prediction? Well, well, just first on the Paxson thing, I really hope that happens. Like that's the best yeah, case scenario. Everyone, that's the that. like hell yeah. That's that's like the dream case right there. Um, I'm gonna say my boring one, and then I'm gonna say my exciting one. My boring, not okay. boring, but the one that we all know will happen is gonna be Matt Hedges because he's a rock, and he's like, guy. That's the dude, you know. And that's that's been the same for like the past seven seasons. Um, my dark horse MVP is Freddie Vargas, and he comes in. The dude has I don't know like nine goals and nine assists or something crazy like that, and he and he's just like just that rock up front that just bruises through people. He's stronger than most people think. He's faster than most people think. He's actually, from the first couple of preseason games that I've seen him, obviously that's a really small sample size, but he seems more creatively sound than a lot of our wingers have been in the last couple of seasons. He looks like he's more intelligent in his runs and finding the space and then playing the ball where it needs to be. And even at times he looks like an, an like an, like a second striker or like a cam or even a center mid at times. So I'm really excited to see what he does. And that's my dark horse MVP that he comes out. He gets like eight goals, like six assists. And he turns this offense around this season. Cause it really can't get much worse than it was last season. Yeah. Joe and I were texting each other during the Houston preseason game and fanboying over Freddie Vargas. Uh, the dude's a baller, man. And uh, like, that's, that, like Joe said, like I, I'm a little surprised by well, one, I didn't realize how freaking big he was until yeah. he got here. The dude is a tank. Uh, I thought he was like five seven or so. Yeah, he's huge and buff. And like Joe said, he's he isn't just like visibly like but like strong he's like actually will run through you he's got incredible balance speed everything you would want in a winger who like likes to take guys on he has to where he's got a really quick first step and then guys try to body him off and he's just so big where he just bounces right off the challenge and keeps going he's a freight train and uh like joe said he's i'm i'm a little surprised as to uh how polished he looks you know i, I was expecting him to be a little more raw in terms of uh, you know, just a young guy with a lot of potential, but maybe isn't quite there in the final third. But his ability in the final third has been really surprising to me. To where he's we've seen some good goals from him and some assists in preseason, and I'm really excited about him. Um, I guess I'll go. He's 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 my pick for newcomer of the year. If we want to add yeah. that, yeah, that, I didn't know uh, if we were going to add that, that or not. There but too. That he's definitely probably my pick right there. It's not one of them, but yeah, I I'll go with a similar format to Joe. I'll pick like a like a dark horse, and then like a maybe a more you know normal one. So dark horse. I'm a dark. My I didn't pick a dark oh, yeah, horse. Go ahead. Yeah. It's my dark horse. If he stays all year. So there we go. Yeah, such a my play dark the horse. kids guy. No, I'm not. That's the thing too. Listen, I'm, Shout I'm out trying to something new way. for 2021. <laughs> Walter's gonna pick uh, Justin gonna Che it. as his uh, breakout player. Justin Che, Eddie Manjuma. for oh, for Byron B squad, the breakout player. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did get his debut. Uh, yeah, dark horse player. I, I like like Joe said. I'm a big Freddie Vargas fan so far, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully the preseason is a good indicator of uh, what the regular season will be like, and we're not. We're not a couple months from now thinking, remember how good Freddie Vargas was during the preseason? (laughs) (laughs) I miss preseason Vargas. Um, A more traditional pick. I think Ricarte is really going to step it up this year. And uh, him being here the entire season, being a little more comfortable. I think a big thing for him that a lot of people don't really take into account when thinking about professional athletes is he's got his wife and his kid here in the country with him now. You know, he's he's not here on his own in a new country without his family. And especially during COVID where he, you know, isn't really allowed to do much socializing. That's tough on a on a a guy mentally to be just locked in a. Uh, I don't even know if he has a, a, what kind of place he was staying in, but just to be stuck in your house all alone in a country away from your family and your friends. Uh, but he's, I've heard from people around the team that he looks like a completely different player this preseason that he seems to be more engaged. And I mean, we saw how good he was if last year, him being what, maybe not that engaged. If he's that good, then a fully bought in and fully engaged Andres Ricarte is an absolute danger to the rest of the league. We saw in the Houston game a couple of moments of brilliance that he's capable of. That goal that Ryan got came from him hitting a pass that I swear cut out seven defenders <laughs> and just split the middle and <laughs> fell right to Ryan. And uh, yeah, I think I think he can step it up and hopefully step it up and get on the score sheet more. But uh, a lot of the stuff he does maybe doesn't show up in goals and assists, but just just pulling the strings and just really just dictating the game and playing at his own pace. He's, he's so fun to watch. He's so damn good on the ball. And like the way he uses his body is like what you would show kids. Like, look, you don't have to be the biggest, strongest dude to do use your body. Well, just watch what Andres Ricarte does. He just steps in front of guys, just uses the, his body to shield the ball. And, you know, he looks like he's, he might as well be 6'5", 230, all muscle, trying to get him off the ball by the way he uses his body. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about a full season of hopefully a uh, happier, more bought-in Andres Ricarte. He has a private Instagram account that he accepted my follower request to. So now we're pretty much best friends. Um, <laughs> there you go. And uh, so awesome. for your Defender of the Year, uh, Joe, you said, I think... I think are we all gonna say hedges or yeah I'm gonna say I'm really excited about Jose Martinez I think he's uh I think he's the kind of signing I've been wanting FC Dallas to make for years a guy who isn't a starter in a top five league but is in the team and he comes here and he's only 28 you know he's still in the prime of his career it's not like a Reto's case, you know, where he's a little past it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he's uh, the, like, the, the resume for him is what I'm really excited about. But also in the preseason, I thought he looked really good and he's really good at playing out of the back. He was a perfect replacement for what Reto gave the team. And they needed a left footed center back who can play out of the back. And they got exactly that. I mean, hell, he played in for Barcelona B. Like, he knows how to play out of the back. If there's anything he's learned, it's how to play as a damn back. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about him. I think I think Ryan will have another good year. I mean, it'll be interesting to see which side of the field he freaking plays on. But yeah, everyone hedges, and 
I'm going to pick Hedges too, but I think him and Jose Martinez, like Joe mentioned earlier, I think that's going to be a really fun partnership to see uh, hopefully uh, terrorize some MLS attacks all year. And uh, so Golden Boot, who's going to win the FC Dallas Golden Boot this year, Joe? Um, This is actually kind of a weird question because uh, I think – okay. I'm going to go for – Hada, but that's because he's going to be probably on the team for the most time. He's not going to miss much international duty because he's not going to play mm-hmm. for Argentina. Um, he's probably going to get better. Out. He's, <laughs> he'll get better service than he did last season, but I don't think he's going to score like 15 goals or 20 goals. I think he'll get closer to 9 or 10, but that'll be just enough because we're going to be spreading the goals around to different players. And like Ferreira's going to end up with six. Pepe's going to end up with six or seven. Vargas with, you know, hopefully seven or eight type of thing. How they had getting some tap ins or something. So I think though our the goal tally for our goal golden boot won't be super high, but I think it's going to be Hada. Walter. I was really hoping for Shun. Um, <laughs> And 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 and, uh, and he's gonna have what maybe a month or two to catch up with everybody. But yeah. if he's as good as his tape shows, um, and we actually play him, then yeah, sure. It's a boring pick, but I'm also gonna go Hara. I, like Joe said, I don't think he's gonna score 20 goals this year, but I don't think we we need him to. I don't. I think the way FC Dallas has built a team this year is that uh, hopefully uh, um other positions like their wingers can actually supply some goals to where it doesn't all rest on Hara to be the only guy who can score goals or freaking Ryan Hollingshead. Um, so hopefully the wingers can pitch in some goals. Like I, what did I say earlier? 12 is my, uh, my target 12. for Franco. Um, he's going to be on penalties too. I think that's a pretty, I think that's a pretty easy, easy bet. If you're bet on who's going to score the most goals in FC Dallas. But uh, I think Vargas could maybe be a guy who, gets up there and maybe seven, eight, nine goals. I think like Joe said, Jesus and Pepe will get some when they play. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go Franco there. But uh, so you're, you're under 22 player of the year. Uh, so let's see, let's first run through who we can. So how old is Vargas? Vargas is like 21, right? 22. 22. We'll count him. We'll count him as under 22. Uh, Joe is like that- he just turned 22. Yeah, so then he so. will count him as under twenty-two. Joe, is that going to be your? I'm assuming that's your pick for your under twenty-two player of the year. I, I was kind of hoping he wasn't included, so I could pick somebody else. Um, you can pick someone else. Just we, yeah. we're all, we're, I'm assuming we're all we all probably would have picked Vargas anyway if we're counting him. Sorry, we'll we'll go besides Vargas. Uh, if we're gonna pick young, I'm, I'm just gonna name it the Young Player Award. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Tessman. But I'm really actually, even though we have, we just talked about our six wingers, I'm really excited to see what Seeley does this year. If he gets more minutes, if he can add some flair that he had last season, but instead of six minutes, it's 30 minutes, hopefully. But I'm really excited to see what Seeley does, but I'm going to pick Tessman because I think he's going to have a good, I don't know, 20-ish games. And then some team in Germany is going to be like, yeah, we'll pay $7 million to, to take him off your hands. <laughs> so that's my guy right there, Tessman. Walter, that was your uh, young I, player. I would have. I was gonna pick Tessman too, just because he's more complete. I think in terms of like he could provide. He 
has really good service up front, but he's also a, a really strong, strong on the defense as a midfielder. So um, I was going to pick Tespin too, just because he's, I think he's my best all around young guy. Yeah, we're kind of being boring here, but I was also going to say, t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge Tanner Tessman fan. Uh, I I think he should have been a, a starter last year more. Um, even in the incredibly disappointing uh, Olympic qualifying tournament, when he came on in the uh, semifinal game, he was hands down the best player on the field for the U.S. He was the only player who seemed unscared of the moment, and he came on and was just demanding the ball and really advanced positions and making things happen the kids got incredible confidence uh i've kind of teased him in the past for being a little bit of a a little bit arrogant um like for example he didn't like the frank the tank nickname i found out his name was francis tanner tessman because that was what Concacaf put out when they released the official rosters they put their all their like legal names and we've been sitting here calling him tanner the tank the entire time the dude's name is fucking frank it was perfect the entire time <laughs> we're calling him Tanner the Tank, and we had Frank the Tank right there. So I said, Frank the Tank, we're making it happen. And uh, I was told from someone who spoke to Tanner himself to uh, that he wanted us to cut it out with the Francis and Frank <laughs> crap. He didn't like that name. Yeah, so maybe maybe not Tanner Tespin's best friend, but Frank the Tank, I think is gonna have a good year. I really hope he gets a lot of starter minutes. Um, I hope he's the one that kind of hand the keys to in terms of trying to replace Santos. But um, like Joe said, I could easily see him having a big year. And then he's the next one that we're talking about making the move from FC Dallas to a big, a big league. And uh, I think, I think the Bundesliga would be like a perfect league for him. Cause there's not many 19 year olds who are as physically gifted as a uh, Tanner Tessman. And technically he's not just, you know, just a, all physical guy that he's got it all. And uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do this year. Can I add to the, can I add to the discourse for the nicknames first though? I love our FC Dallas social media team. This whole new revamp has been something that we desperately needed, but I think, I think we need to work on our names, man. I think Tanner, the tank is a little kiddish i thought big bad brian i thought big bad brian was a little weak too but hey you know Ah, but everybody everybody likes everybody likes that but i i thought it was really i thought branding wise i thought i was like come on we can do better than this but anyways i think all these fans yeah and that's uh, me i guess i'm the the debbie downer in this situation but i thought we could do better than that no 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 no, no, no. i'll right there with you i think i i i I see them catering a lot to the under 21 crowd with their uh, big bad brian but uh, i i i really thought if you're gonna give somebody a nickname there there's there's so many better things than that but anyways um what we we also have to think about in terms of Tessman and all of our midfielders and like Ryan Hollingshead and, and even Johnny Nelson is that we we're starting to play more of like a three, four, three as well, which is switching up the formation, which is switching up players positions a little bit more and moving players into different spots. And so we don't really have to play that CDM role that we have had in the past because we don't have that pivot anymore. And so that means more minutes for Tessman, Cervania, and more of their natural eight and seven roles. So I thought that was pretty interesting that we could talk about it a little bit too, or at least something that I'm excited to see because that even that even's going to bombard our offense forward and have possibly like five guys into the mm-hmm. opposition's third at times. But yeah, sorry, I just kind of want to throw that in there. 
Yeah, that's 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 a good point. That we're we, we're still not even entirely sure what kind of formation FC Dallas is like their preferred formation. We saw them switch kind of back and forth between uh, three at the back and then uh, the traditional like four three three during preseason. I think I think in the the Santos I mean the Santos San Antonio game on the road, the one that didn't count for FC Dallas's La Copita standings, but did count for San Antonio's. FC Dallas played that like three four three. And they tied zero zero, and so I was thinking in the entire game when I was watching, I was like, they just don't look comfortable in this. And then they went back to the four three three and played San Antonio again and beat the hell out of them. Played the four three three against Austin, looked really good for about fifty minutes, and then they really just had that like fifteen minute period where they just kind of yeah. collapsed against Austin, ended up tying it and then winning a shootout. But then they went back to the three four three against Houston and looked incredible. Uh, so it's. I don't think Lucci's really decided yet as to what is preferred, and we've seen him in years past, kind of in certain games go with like a five at the back, and then other games go the four through three. I'm not a fan of it. I don't really like having two completely different play styles uh, depending on your opponent. I think you kind of have your style, and you just try to impose that. And if you're if you're going to commit to you know playing a possession style. Then I think you you go for that, but I think maybe the three four three might be our best bet going forward. But uh, we can get into that more whenever we're talking about uh, the Colorado preview. There's uh, one more thing here on the list. Well, I guess two more, but really they kind of go hand in hand. So it's the playoff finish. We all we all agreed that FC Dallas we're going to go to the playoffs in, ter- in terms of our predictions for their seed. But uh, where does FC Dallas finish in the playoffs, Walter? Um, be honest. That's a good question. I haven't thought about it that I, I just I was just more worried about uh getting into the playoffs. I I because you know that's usually a conversation I would probably say for the summer if and if and if we can get over our traditional summer slump. <laughs> um, the West. I mean, the the thing about the West is all the playoff teams that seem to make it into the playoffs are really, really good. And we always get stuck with fucking Seattle <laughs> or Portland or Portland. Um, I don't think, I don't think we'll make it to MLS cup. I don't think there's, there's still something missing, I think, or a couple of things missing on this team. Um, and it might be a combination of experience. It might be a combination of um, a lot of these players that we've brought in and, um, you know, that our difference makers may not be fully integrated into the team and may take some time to be- develop chemistry. But, um, I mean, I think we're out the first round, um, sadly. Sad yeah. Uh, Joe, what's your playoff prediction? It's early, <laughs> um, but it's all, it's all part of the fun. Yeah, if I'm going to look, I don't know, seven months ahead. Uh, well, I predicted that we'll get the, the three or four seed, which means – We'll probably get a favorable matchup for the first uh, round, so I I think we can get we will get past the first round. That's my prediction. I think the second round is where it gets tough, just because of the fact that you know the top three ish, four ish teams. They're we're gonna run we're gonna run into a Seattle, Portland, or LAFC in the second round, and the biggest differences between. FC Dallas and those types of teams is their ceiling is just a lot higher. So the things that we're going to need are a lot of ifs. If our, you know, center backs gel well, 
if our wingers become as good as we want them to be, then there's kind of like one of those things where you can possibly win it all. You know, you can get hot at the right time. But just ceiling-wise, those teams are still better. They still have Vela. They still have Lodero. They still have Valeria. They still have all of those guys that FC Dallas didn't want to go and get over the summer. So I'm excited to say that we'll get past the first round, but I think we'll get knocked out second round. And that's me being optimistic, but I'll watch every single game regardless. Guys, FC Dallas is going to make it to the Western Conference Finals this year. Woo! That's my... Uh, Okay. You're going with the general. Sure. You're going with the general sure. trend of how things have gone. It's FC Dallas, Lucci's first year, lose to Seattle in the first round. Pretty good showing, but they lost in the first round. So, out first round last year. They they stole one in Portland in the playoffs, so they're in the second round, and then. We're kind of un- unlucky to lose to Seattle in the uh, in the second round. They're a Michael Barrios post away from uh, maybe taking that one to extra time. Uh, so I think they're going to win in the second round this year. Keep progressing slowly, and then uh, FC- I think FC Dallas will make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think they've got a they got a couple more a uh, couple more pieces than they did last year. I think they're like I've said earlier. I think they're a better. They're going to be a better team than they were last year. Um, I think, like Walter said, they'll probably inevitably have that little summer swoon. So that's why I didn't really pick them to finish like, like a two, three, four seed. So, but I think uh, I think they can maybe get hot, and who knows? Maybe they make a maybe they make a big move during the summer window, whenever uh, that Brian Reynolds money comes in, because that's when Roma pays <laughs> up his uh. Technically, it's like a loan for now, but uh, they'll get that big chunk of Reynolds cash. Uh, guys, we could be looking at a big chunk of Chris Richards cash because uh, I think FC Dallas <laughs> has a 40% sell on there, and sell on. and uh, Hoffenheim want him from Bayern. Uh, if they sell him, we could be looking at a couple another couple million dollars coming in for FC Dallas. Could be maybe looking at a Reggie, another Reggie cash in. Uh, I it's I think there's a a really good chance he's moving this summer. Uh, Boa Vista having a pretty rough year, um, but he's been one of their bright spots. So uh, there's going to be a lot of money to play with. FC Dallas still has a DP spot open, I believe. Um, obviously, they don't have an international spot now, but those things can always be taken care of, either like via trade or maybe someone gets a green card before then. Um so I, I think they'll have a chance to make a big splash this summer. And uh, Sergio Aguero's coming to Dallas. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Walter, where he needs to go is LAFC. That would be awesome. Um, <sighs> and they could really use a striker. And they should have got a sh- Yeah, he probably would go there before he'd go. Well, but I mean, they already have Iguain. Um But, uh, yeah, I, I, I got a good feeling about this year for FC Dallas. I'm excited. I'm excited in their uh, their potential. I was told this was the sad FCD fans podcast, and that's Woo! why I signed up. I'm this is I'm an FC Dallas fan before I am a uh, FC Dallas hater. Y'all know I'm a big FC Dallas fanboy. No, I'm on the train uh, now too. We're going to the we're going to win the whole damn thing, man. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Woo! FCD to the moon. FCD to the moon. <laughs> Bringing a break twenty cents, man. It's gonna go crazy. Let, 
<laughs> yeah, we're about to break twenty cents. We did not. We're at twenty seven right I now. Sold it. I, I sold mine. We uh, we were the uh, the Dogecoin brothers back when it first popped up. Remember, we were yeah, playing was, on buying FC Dallas with. Yeah, uh, I was excited when it was at like six cents. But it's a twenty seven. It's a twenty seven cents right. That's ridiculous. Um, this moment has been brought to you by Dogecoin. Dogecoin to the fucking moon. Really well. Anyway, seven. <laughs> we have like ten <laughs> cents while we've been recording. Um, the last one was just the the number of trophies. Do you guys think FC Dallas will win any trophies? I don't know. The Open Cup is such a shit show this year to where the first three weeks of the season decide the eight teams that qualify for the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, so, I mean, if FC Dallas gets in, I mean, they've got a pretty damn good chance of winning it, I guess, depending on how seriously you know they take it in terms of the lineups they play. But uh, hold on, you said hold on because I haven't really looked at Open Cup. You said the the standings yes. is it general standings or is it by conference, like four and four? Uh, I believe it's by conference. So the top four from okay. each conference, according to the first three weeks of the regular season, qualify for the. So US we play Cup. we play Colorado, San Jose, and Portland. Portland so... will likely be resting all their players since it's between because oh, of CCL. Yeah, yeah. San Jose. Uh, we we play San Jose away, yeah. so that's kind of it. could probably get a tie there, at least. Yeah. Uh, five to five draw. Yeah, I I, th- I think uh, <laughs> I think FC could make it, but I don't know. It's such a shit show. Though. I don't know why they even bothered doing it this year. It's like, you can't... Was done better than that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, are we counting Lacobita as a trophy? Because I think FC Dallas wins yeah. that. If if it was in the form of an armadillo, then yeah, but it wasn't. So no, it doesn't count. I mean, it's that's such a missed opportunity. This, I genuinely think it's it's just as big of a tournament as the Canadian Championship, so it should be an automatic CCL birth. A CCL birth. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I said I was going to win any trophies this year. Uh, obviously, it's Supporters Shield. I don't, are they doing it this year? It would be dumb if they did. If no one's even playing well, the other conference, but uh, probably still bring it open up. Cup. I think I saw that they tweeted something earlier. I don't know. But uh, that whole thing last year was just a shit show, too, with the supporter shield. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't oh, yeah. think FCDL's winning trophies. I'm assuming, assuming y'all are probably on the same boat. No trophies for FCD this year. No trophies. Besides no, uh, one trophy for yeah. MLS Cup. All right. <laughs> just one, <laughs> casually. Just casually throw that one in there. A little old thing called MLS Cup. Yeah, man. If SC Dallas wins MLS Cup, I'm I'm licking everything in sight. <laughs> Everyone's vaxxed up by October, November. Yeah, yeah. you have to change that handle now, man. Yeah, Fuck. vaxxed up FCD fan. Um, all right. So I guess we can look. Go ahead and look forward to. Uh, it's crazy. FC Dallas season starts in two days from recording. Um, Colorado, the Colorado Rapids coming into Frisco with the return of Michael Barrios. I guess, I mean, Kellen, we're so used to playing against him now, but two former FCD guys there, but really the story is Michael Barrios making his return. And it's kind of fitting that the first game of the year is against, <laughs> against Colorado after they trade him. But, uh, Walter, yeah, uh, you said you've been digging into Colorado nonstop for the last 82 hours straight. Correct. <laughs> that is actually correct. What do you have for it? Was, it was 81. Oh, okay. It was 81 hours. It was, it was 81 hours, but I'm, yeah, I know. I had to take a shower in the middle of it, so I'm sorry. Uh, going going three plus days without a shower was kind of uh, getting 
old with the wife. So now anyway, no. Um with I mean they got they got um Shinya Shiki again this year, which was uh pretty good forward for them. They got Sam Vines. Good player. Which very good player in Olympic qualifying. Cole Bassett. Um Cole Bassett. Jonathan Lewis. They got I mean, they're a lesser FC Dallas in, in terms of uh they got some good young guys. You yeah. Talent on the field and then get so it could be tight. It could be tight. Um, I really haven't paid attention to anything Colorado has done in the off season. I know they had a couple of games here and there, but like nothing like La Copita. So <laughs> um, they're getting better. Um, they're obviously they they did pretty well last year. I think I, I think in, in terms of their metrics, I guess, which are lower bar than ours, I would say. Um, I think they finished tight game. I think they finished like six, right? Six, Technically, six or seven. I, I don't think I don't think they made it into the playoffs. No, they did. Year. They did. They were ahead of FC Dallas. Are they, oh, okay. they're all the points per game thing. I think they were. Oh, I think they were. That's six. right, because they had technically less games, but they. That's right. Yeah, they had like very good point. five less games, I think, than FC Dallas, something like that. Yeah, they they got um, decimated by COVID, but yeah. If you, I mean, if you want to talk about some of the most similar uh, teams in MLS uh, as a whole to FC Dallas, I would probably say Colorado Rapids. So it's a toss up. I mean, FC Dallas on paper looks better, I think, uh, with their acquisitions. Look, just coming over the roster of Colorado. I mean, Kellen Acosta is. We know Kellen Acosta very well, can affect both sides of the field, uh, plays a little bit more forward um, mm-hmm. with Colorado than he did with us. I don't think he's so much as a box-to-box, um, but but Kellen's been doing really well. I'm happy for him, you know, uh, as a former MCD player and then, you know, with U.S. aspirations too. So um, I think it's going to be a uh, good game for the neutrals to watch. You got a prediction? 3-2 FCD. Wow, high scoring. Damn, Joe. Uh, I think so. Joe, you got a kind of prediction for uh, Colorado? Um, just like Walter said, they're kind of like constructed almost very similarly to FC Dallas with uh, a DP striker that's been kind of lacking lately and underachieving, whether it's due injuries or of play in Diego Rubio. And so they're kind of hoping he comes back and does his thing. Um, they have a lot of young players that are actually getting a lot of caps like Sam Vines and Cole Bassett. And they have a few more academy players that are coming through. Shinoshiki is one of those weird players that's was rookie of the year, but you don't really know if he's like Daryl DK level rookie of the year type player mm-hmm. ceiling wise, but he's at least an MLS player that can contribute to any MLS team. I am thinking more of like a three, one win. I think we'll be more open, but I think we'll dominate the game in terms of possession. But Colorado is one of those teams where nobody knows or cares that they exist, but when they beat you, they can just beat you on any night. You know what I'm saying? Like any night they can get a result versus anybody, but at the same time, nobody really cares that they exist. Kind of like FC Dallas. So, But opening night or opening day at FC Dallas is always – very positive for us. We always come out and at least score a couple of goals. And I think with this offense and this preseason, we're going to put three past them and maybe they'll get one and make it an interesting game, but we'll put one away in the 80th minute. Whoa. Yep. So what, All right. what, 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 that, that's the, the minutes. Shit. What's the score? <laughs> he said 3-1. 3-1. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one FCD. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really entertaining game. I like. I think. I think Colorado's a good team, and and uh, I think they got better over the off season. I think it's gonna be a tight one. Like Joe said, they're a team that a lot of people don't really pay much attention to. But I've seen some of the the national guys uh, saying some pretty good things about them and putting them pretty high up in their West standings, uh, higher than FC Dallas a lot of times. So, but uh, FC Dallas seems to have a really good record on uh, opening games, especially at yeah. home. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like they like never lose really. But uh, I think I think they'll I think they'll win two to one. But uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a more comfortable two to one. I think it's gonna be like a two-goal lead. They give up one, but uh, they never really seem too uh, too in danger of blowing it. So two to one, FC Dallas. Should I'll throw a couple goal scores in there. Let's go, uh, Franco. Oh, you be a goal scorer. <laughs> Franco and uh, let's go Vargas. Let's go a debut goal for Vargas. You, okay, so that's the thing. Do you think Vargas starts? Yes. You guys have seen more of the offseason than I have, unfortunately. So he, he better start, uh, regardless. Of, regardless of <laughs> after what that preseason, yeah. you would think. Regardless yes. of what yeah, okay. formation they play, Vargas is one of the guys that will for sure be there. The only question is if, like, based on formation, is if Brisson is starting. If they're playing three at the back, he will. If they're not, then obviously. Brisson is going to probably be on the bench and the starting center back pairing will be Martinez and Hedges. If they play five at the back, uh, Vargas will be in. Vargas will be in no matter what. And so that's why I picked him. And Hara will be in there no matter what. So uh, really the only question is if Brisson is in the lineup or not. And then if you're playing four at the back, who's going to be your quote unquote six? And uh, hopefully it's Testman, but I I have a feeling I see how it's going to go with that three four three or three five two, whatever you want to call it, that we saw against Houston. Because I don't know, I mean, it works so well. Then you you kind of just want to roll with it going into the season, mm-hmm. uh, if, you know. And I think I think that's their ceiling, their their highest ceiling is with that formation, just because you have to have really good players to play a possession based uh, style. You know, there's a reason that the top teams in the worlds that do it have a, have a pretty big wage bill, you know, that's, you can't, you can't really money ball it and then play, uh, play like a man city or Barcelona or whatever. So I think, I think it's their best, their best formation. And uh, I think it's what they're going to roll with. And I think I've Dallas one's two to one. So I guess that, that pretty much takes us into the new season boys. Uh, thinking of some last notes uh if you're listening hey join our fantasy league um i did say that i would give away i have a an fc dallas autographed jersey that i got last year uh that's just been sitting in my closet i thought i'd make it a little more interesting because i know fantasy leagues can sometimes people are all in on it and like for two weeks and then lose interest uh so maybe it'll give people a little more a little more uh, reason to keep playing. I don't know what happens if I win. I guess I get to keep it. That's my prize. Um, <laughs> uh, so join that. I think I saw that uh, Garrett Garrett Melser and Eddie Coton are both in the league. So that's fun. So we got the uh, we get plenty of memes in the in the fantasy league. We got the FCD social guys in there. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think of anyone else I noticed those in it. Uh, Messi's in it. Actually, uh, he's a big MLS fantasy guy. He's a big Side of CD fans <laughs> podcast listener, and uh, he's all in on Maxi Arudi this year. Strangely enough, I guess they're buds. Um, 
but yeah come come play uh obviously free to enter all levels welcome none of us are real fantasy experts i don't think here uh so yeah come join that i got I got top ten percent, I think, in FCD wow. like two years ago, and that's why that that was it. But I, mean, I don't think I've ever it's... actually played a full season through. I think when I was really young, <laughs> when I was in like middle school, I think I'd make a team and then like kind of stop. I'd probably just like forget my password <laughs> to get it. <laughs> Look at it. I could have been the number right, one. In question the world. for you. Question for you. And is Matt Hedges in your fantasy lineup? Literally the first player I picked whenever I picked the team. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Matt Ryan Hedges. is in there too. Those are my only FCD okay. guys. I, okay. I went. I went more strategic. I picked Ryan because he's going to be playing gold. Wing, wing back, and yeah, yeah, that's a smart. Pick. He, I think he's a safe fantasy pick because you can get some goals and assists yeah. out of him as from your defenders, which is always a win. Yes. Yeah. Reto was Reto was a perfect fantasy guy mm-hmm. if you could because of PK. Yeah, because yeah. he was he scored goals more than a lot of wingers. So yeah, he is a perfect fantasy guy, and FC Dallas had a good defense too. So. You get all kinds of but points, but Hollingshead is kind of a cheat code fantasy wise. He gets a lot yeah. of points. Yeah. Diego Rossi mm-hmm. is my captain, so uh, I hope you're happy, Walter. I am because he's not my captain, but I do have him. They're playing Austin first week, so I was like, yeah, they might. Yeah, they're playing. Uh, yeah, they might home. demolish him a they little might, bit. Yeah, they might kick Austin's ass a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. All right, guys. We'll any uh, any last thoughts? Uh, going in the season you guys excited i'm ex- i'm excited i wanted to bring this up to you guys um they um announced that deal with the uh, estrella tv oh yeah which is pretty cool as their um their uh spanish partner for broadcast so i thought it was pretty cool um a discussion for another day but i think that's a good step into yeah that's huge catering and reaching out more to the hispanic community that they haven't done since they left the cotton bowl so good step forward i think that's cool apparently I mean, they still haven't put in any of the safe standing in the uh section that's supposed to be ready and no way about i saw that tweet i just saw that tweet and what a shit show it's 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 a, it's and i tweeted this it's a tale as old as time as former leadership of a certain uh, supporters group. It doesn't surprise me. It's sad to see, um, especially. I mean, the 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 fact that they had to get out of the beer garden um, on the lower side because of the uh, the CBA was understandable. Yeah. But they could have at least done something to stay at that level, or maybe put some stands up higher. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like FC Dallas really cared. But they're going to be installing it while people are walking into the stadium. Still, they're going to be like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're gonna make you hold the bar while they're drilling it down. Thirty eight so, minutes before you can go stand down there because yeah. they're still getting it done. Uh, I if, uh, shit show. But yeah, but this is this is this is uh, discussions for other times or for text messages. <laughs> yeah. Same old shit, man. Same old shit. If y'all are, uh, I, I'm gonna be out there on Saturday night. Walter said, uh, I think you said your sister was selfish enough to have a birthday or something this year. Uh, that nerve on her. Hmm. Um, so I mean, if if you see me, come say hi for those of you. Who... Where are you sitting? Are you sitting in the wedge again? The wedge? No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't. I sit close to the wedge. I sit in like one or two sections over from where the new section will be. So I'm excited that there's actually going to be some atmosphere yeah. by me. It's usually like half yeah. the noise from over there is me just yelling at players and officials. <laughs> so. Now I have I look a little less crazy because there's people around. So I'm gonna try to do my best to 
get the casuals around me involved and hopefully we can build a decent atmosphere and with the roof and stuff over there i'm excited i think it'll i think it'll be pretty loud in there and fc dallas sold out the uh socially distanced sellout for the home opener so uh well i mean yes walter's doing air quotes right now but that's every every sport is always air quotes on attendance but yeah it'll it'll be fun i'm excited and uh hopefully see some of you guys out there uh join the fantasy league and uh go fcd thanks for listening y'all peace peace